0: this is dear hallmark each week i'll bring you reviews of your favorite hallmark movies and tv shows so grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode Hello, friends and family my name is Dara and this is Dear Homework welcome to a new week here and cheers to you whatever you happen to be doing whenever you're watching this thank you So I don't review the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries much, but you know the Mahogany movies are something special to me. And so I wanted to bring you my thoughts on the latest Mahogany movie starring Keisha Sharp and Demetrius Gross, Spring Breakthrough. I was greatly looking forward to this movie, especially after interviewing Ronnie Green and talking with him about the wardrobe and his inspiration behind Keisha's wardrobe in this movie. I was incredibly excited to watch this movie and so I will say, uh, I am recording this intro after I recorded my thoughts and I wasn't expecting to talk as long as I did, but this movie birthed a lot of questions and made me ponder a lot about things that I wanted to talk through with you guys. And so I do give a call to action at the end for voice messages and emails because I am very curious what you guys are going to think after I lay all of my thoughts out. And I know we're not going to have any dramas or mahogany movies for quite some time because in May we are being given two mystery movies. The Jane Mysteries with Jodie Sweetin and then the next Carrot Cake Mystery with uh, Hannah Swenson, Allison Sweeney, um, Cameron Matheson. And then in June, it was announced that we are getting the Aurora prequel movie and the Will Will Kemp and Lacey Chabert dancing detective movie. So basically, we won't get any new dramas or even a Mahogany movie until August. Um, So for the next kind of three months here, um, because you know there's Christmas in July, um, it's, it's going to be mysteries and then it's going to be Christmas movies, which I'm not mad about because I do like mysteries, but again, this is a lot of new mysteries. And so I'm just like, so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting seeing what the next Mahogany movie is because with a Nashville legacy, Um, To me, that definitely had a Black History feel, especially because they aired it in Black History Month. And so talking about Black music, I I could feel that for Nashville Legacy. And then with Spring Breakthrough, with it being spring, the spring break, the vacation of it all, I loved that this movie put that forward and this movie was more spring focused than some of the Hallmark Channel movies definitely Wedding Cottage, Hearts in the Game, and Professional Bridesmaid this one was way more spring and spoke to the spring and I love that they did a spring break I love that that was the spin on spring for this movie I really appreciated that but um, I'm curious as to the vibe of the next Mahogany movie, especially if we get one before Christmas, hopefully we get one before Christmas in August or September, um, to kind of hold us over until Christmas. Cause I know if we do get one in August or I think we'll most likely get one September, September. I don't know if we'll get one in October, but if we definitely if we get one in September, I know for sure we probably won't get another one until Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I am just hoping we get one more mahogany movie for the year um before Christmas. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna get into my thoughts for spring breakthrough. So stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. So let's talk about the latest Hallmark Mahogany movie, Spring Breakthrough. So according to HallmarkMoviesAndMysteries.com, Spring Breakthrough is about a single mother surprised by her daughter's recent engagement travels to the Gulf Shores where she finds love unexpectedly. Starring Keisha Sharp, Demetrius Gross, Ryan Nicole Brown, and Okono Dixon. This movie, ultimately, um, Keisha's character, I forget her. (laughs) I forget her character's name. But she unexpectedly loses her job at the nonprofit that she's been working for. She's like literally on her 20th year and work anniversary. She's the SVP and the board all of a sudden outs her because she's not willing to get with the times in terms of trends and going digital in certain aspects. Now, With that, she also gets the big dump that her daughter is now engaged. She didn't even know her daughter was dating and didn't even know her daughter had previous boyfriends. So this is all coming as a shock to her all at once and instead of her daughter visiting her for spring break like she originally planned the her daughter's fiance's family has invited her and her family to the gulf shores her um her fiance's dad has the hookup at this hotel and so they are invited to the gulf shores for the week to kind of celebrate the engagement and for the families to meet each other So that is where the our movie takes place and upon getting to the Gulf Shores, she ends up connecting with her daughter's fiance's godfather. And you know, now okay, Keisha's character is very type A. Her wardrobe even expresses it. She always wears her blazers or her overcoats over her shoulders instead of actually wearing them. she's very um buttoned up a planner you know how our what our leading ladies are you know the typical type a always doing going by the book blah, blah blah so that is Keisha's character and then she meets Demetrius's character Clark uh Monica is her name Whew, gosh just came to me Monica Rollins is her name Clark Randall is his name And so Clark is, he opens Monica up to love um, because she, I personally think she was hurt that her daughter wasn't confiding in her and that her daughter's relationship wasn't as thick as she thought because her daughter never told her about her dating life. And on top of feeling... I think she also had this feeling of, of, well, what am I to do now? My my job didn't value me because they ousted me in the blink of an eye. And now her daughter is throwing this wrench in with their plans with having a fiance. So it's like, what does she have left? Um, I think that's kind of where we are. So I I do have some notes here that I want to go over with you guys because there was a lot... My thoughts were all over the place as it pertains to this movie. So I want to start off with some things that I enjoyed about this movie because I I did enjoy it. I enjoyed that this movie felt more lighthearted than A Nashville Legacy. While A Nashville Legacy wasn't as dramatic as the preview showed, the premise still felt lighthearted and um the setting felt lighthearted. We were on vacation. We were on spring break. And so I really appreciated it. I really appreciated that aspect of the movie. The wardrobe, Ronna Green, woo sir, you put your you put both your feet in this wardrobe. <laughs> because every outfit of Monica's was stellar every outfit was gorgeous and I could see his once he said it I could see his inspiration from Ralph Lauren and I I could not be more happy I enjoyed all of the fashion the hair and the makeup all of the women looked beautiful all of the men looked handsome I really I the and the wardrobe was just beautiful. Um, I put a clip of this on Instagram. There was a specific navy blue and white polka dot shirt, and I thought that the pants were red, but I think they're actually a salmon color now that I've looked at it. Um, but it it is just so gorgeous, and she had v- these very light, flowy sundresses and jumpsuits that I loved like I I've I've now have my inspiration for my summer wardrobe and even my summer work wardrobe because I need to re-up on some summer clothes for this season so I I am taking big inspiration from a fashion perspective from this movie for sure for this summer it was gorgeous leaning into that much like I mentioned before, the scenery in this movie—we're on vacation. I liked that we felt like we were on vacation, and I liked that we were at the Gulf Shores, we were at a resort. So I, I felt the the break. I felt the vacation aspect of it, and I I enjoyed it. Much like Unthinkably Good Things, where Italy was a vacation for two out of the three women there, I felt that. Excuse me. I felt that for this one. And I loved it a lot. One of the big things that I loved, the musical transitions. Oh, my goodness. I was bopping my head almost every transition. They even r and b the wedding march. I said, y'all better go ahead. If it's one thing Mahogany is going to do, it's going to have some fly music through the transitions. And then lastly, one thing that I loved, there was a I I did laugh out loud at some moments and there was a moment where Monica's character said, "Did did Tiger Woods surrender himself to the swing and all that woo-woo mess?" I was I was cracking up. I, <laughs> the way Keisha delivered those lines was just perfect and I I really really appreciated it. I appreciated it so much. Now let's get into what didn't work for me about this film. So the biggest thing that was a detractor for me is that this film felt choppy. I don't know if it was be. I felt like the scenes ended abruptly and from an editing standpoint and there were so many transitions. They were t- it felt like the scenes were mad short and I didn't it 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 just felt very choppy. It it didn't feel smooth, watching it for me. And it also felt and w- well, I'll, I'll say with that, with it being choppy, it felt like this was based off of a book, and that they left some scenes out because it gave me the same feeling that I got when I first watched Irresistible Blueberry Farm. As much as I love Mark Lucas and Allison Sweeney in that movie. From a technical standpoint, it felt the story felt very choppy, and I could tell that it was based off of a book because it felt like there was something missing. And I have that same feeling here. It feels like this was based off a of book, even though I don't think it was. And it felt like there was a lot of things missing, and I I didn't like how that made me feel. I didn't like how that made me feel. I felt like the friend was a little bit too much for me at points. Um I understand that she was supposed to be the yang to the, to Monica's yin. Her the friend's name was Denise. But it just didn't gel with me. I felt I I don't know. I didn't really feel the 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 not that I didn't feel the friendship aspect, but it I don't know. The friend just seemed over the top whereas Monica just seemed to, you know, play it just right in my opinion. Um I also wish that and this is something I have a hard time saying but I'm just going to say it I would have rather seen Pooch Hall from A Nashville Legacy he was our leading man in that movie I would have liked to see him in this one as the leading man with Keisha Sharp I think they would have been um, really good now I think Keisha and Demetrius look good together I do but I think as their like personality-wise, I feel like Pooch would have been able to handle Keisha's delivery with the lines. Like I felt like him being Clark because of how Mon- because of how Keisha was being Monica would have been better. I felt like it, yeah, it would have felt different. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like the way that I felt with the the leading guy. He didn't really do much for me here. Keisha was the star, in my opinion. And I love Keisha's acting. I felt like she really played this part. Um, but again, with her character, I do feel like her character was going over the top at moments. And there wasn't enough of the coming from the supporting cast to carry the weight of what Keisha was bringing or what Monica's character was bringing from a story perspective. Um, it felt overloaded from Monica's viewpoint. Um and at the end, with Monica doing a complete one eighty because in the beginning she's she's dead set against this engagement, and in fact, on the trip is trying to sabotage um her daughter's engagement to to the guy Sean, and she's trying to let like reason with her daughter and say well do you guys like where are you guys gonna live?" what is he going to what is he going to do for a job how is he going to provide what you, like what is which are valid questions um i wouldn't say that's cause for sabotage and i think those are perfectly normal questions to ask of Your daughter who's marrying this guy that she barely knows because the daughter reveals that they just met a semester before and now they're already getting married. And then within the last 15 to 20 minutes, as they're dancing her, um, Monica and Clark, it's almost like the dance melts away everything that she was prior to dancing. And she's now this new reformed woman who's just going to you know, just just go with the flow. And it seemed very out of character with her. Um, I And it, it came to a head at one point, and I'm going to spoil it, forgive me for those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, but I'm going to spoil it right here. So during the dance scene, the, her daughter's fiance is there with his brother and they're going to get drinks for the women. And while they're getting drinks, they get approached by women, other women who's not his fiance and he he's dancing with this other girl and the daughter's best friend is saying i know i'm not seeing what i think i'm seeing and sure enough he's dancing with this like closely the holy spirit couldn't even get between them dancing with, with this other woman young girl and then the mom is saying oh well you know they're just dancing what it didn't add up the math wasn't mathing for me um, cause at any point that you could use your card, that this is a red flag, this was the moment. <laughs> and then the, the fiance said, you know, I was just happy about life and I wanted to let everybody know that I was happy and I was enjoying my life. That was his excuse he gave for dancing with that woman. He was like, really? I only have eyes for Vanessa. I think that's her name, Vanessa, the daughter. But I, I was like, nah, boss, nah, 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 that ain't going to fly with me. That is not going to fly with me. And my last bone to pick, pun intended, that I have for this movie, ain't, nobody was eating. We had bowls and bowl. I mean, we drank, but wasn't nobody eating. We were at dinners and lunches and s'moreses and little la laws and nobody was eating. And yeah, if it's one thing I need people to do in these movies, when you got food and you on vacation and you're cooking, I need you to eat. Because I want to eat, okay? Maybe I'm projecting, but I just need my people to eat, okay? I just need y'all to eat, so eat, okay? And so lastly, I saved this point for last because this is the biggest one. This is the biggest realization that I felt after, after watching this movie. So I need you to bear with me uh, with this. So right now we are at our fifth Mahogany movie, and I'm including the Christmas movie. So we've had Unthinkably Good Things, um, which came out in August. To Her With Love came out in September. Holiday Stocking came out, I think, early December. A Nashville Legacy came out in February, and then we now have Spring Breakthrough. And out of all five of those movies one of them I'm sorry two of them were written by a black woman the other three were written by white women or men and it asks it begs the question why are we doing mahogany if our writers aren't representative of the stories that you say you're trying to tell because then how how are these stories authentic to the brand of movies this this franchise of movies it just it it doesn't add up to me and I And each it it make it it also makes sense as to why I left feeling like there was much to be desired with Nashville Legacy to her with love and this one I I get it. And now I understand why holiday stocking and unthinkably good things are my two favorite because they were written by a black woman. And funny enough, it was written by the woman that I interviewed for the masterclass, Cass Sigurd's Beatles. She was the writer of Unthinkably Good Things and Holiday Stocking. And she's working on another Mahogany movie now. But I, what is the purpose of Mahogany then? If it's, is it just to have a full black lead cast then? Because I thought we were telling, like, it was the story of it that was most important. Along with having a black leg cast, so that it, it, it that begs that question, and then it drug up another question that I had because with this being the second mahogany movie this year, this is the second movie that has an all like all of the cast is of another ethnicity besides white. We did have A Pinch of Portugal, which is our most recent one, where one of the leads, I'm sorry, two of the, we have a Portuguese um, co-star with Lucas, the guy who plays Lucas, and then Heather Hemmons. And then we have a winning team, and I forget the the woman's name, but our leading lady in that is Asian, the family was Asian in that. And then we had Alexa Vega. Um, we didn't get to see her family, but we know she's of Latin descent. So she is, um, you know, Latin representation as it pertains to a lead. But so far, Mahogany has been the only movies that really pushed into any ethnocentric storytelling. And so it brings the question that I, I think I talked about this earlier in the year, I don't remember, in terms of keeping that same diversity energy. Because we're we're really quick to to get on our soapbox about diversity during Christmas. And we see it. You know, we saw it with My Big Fat Family Christmas, with the South Asian representation. We saw it with Undercover Holiday. The leading lady was Mexican and her Mexican family. We saw it with a Holiday Heritage, um, with the Kwanzaa movie, the holiday stocking, the Mahogany movie, um, Roddy Rowe and Tamara with Inventing the Christmas Prince. But um, what else we got? And then this year, I'm just saying we have how how many movies we have so far, including... So we have 18 Hallmark Channel movies. And out of the 18, we had A Paris Proposal with Alexa Penovega, A Pinch of Portugal with Heather Hemmins, and then A Winning Team with um, Christopher Palaha. And I keep... I'm going to get her name. Um, And so that's three out of the 18. And then we could also factor in made for each other because that explored Jewish heritage, which is something that is not new, but new-ish. But that's only like, what, 15, 20 percent. And that's the Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, we had a Family History, Curious Caterer, Cases of Mystery Lane, right? And then we had uh, The Blessing Bracelet, um, Unexpected Grace, that's five. And then we had the two Mahogany Movies, that's seven. So, out of seven plus 18 is 25. So, out of 25 total movies that we've received so far, five of them... 20% I guess I guess but my fear is that now mahogany is becoming a crutch where it shouldn't be that's my fear my fear is that now mahogany is becoming a crutch and you can see in um the main movies we, have, we do have Tamara Moria Housley as um, a co lead with Chelsea Hobbs in Dream Moms. Um, but Rhiannon's movie is kicking us off. That's the last pinch header for Spring Into Love that they added that's premiering um, May 6th. And uh, we have Hannah Swenson and Jody, uh, what is it, the Jane Mysteries with Jody Sweeten and Stephen Hazar. And then we also have Cindy Busby's Love and National Zion with a fork or something that and then we do have the june movies out i do know um for hallmark movies and mysteries we have Lacey's mystery and then we have the aurora prequel so that's our hallmark movies and mystery movies for june and then i didn't go in depth for channel but i did see uh, i do i have an idea of who our leading ladies are and i did read in the et article that their their focus is to um celebrate other cultures with the June wedding so it'll be interesting to see their approach to that but I don't know y'all I just have more questions than answers at this point and it's it leaves me wondering it leaves me wondering it leaves me wondering do Caucasian people watch the mahogany movies do they see the mahogany movies as just movies for black women Do, what are, what, 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 I want to get into the mind of the writers of the Mahogany movies who aren't African-American to see how, like, what their thought process is. And then it leads me back to the purpose of then what are we doing with Mahogany? So, because I mean, Mahogany does get a—they've um, been getting more promotion. Um, I mean, they've been—I should say—proper promotion from like in terms of social media. Because I don't watch Hallmark TV live. Um, but it's—it's—it's still—it's. I mean, they're still getting their feet off the ground. So I still feel like Mahogany is the little engine that is the little engine that could. You know, and so I just want them and I feel like unthinkably good things and even to her with love was like, but most more more so unthinkably good things. I was like, all right, here we go. This is it. This this is what I'm talking about. And then it's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. we slipped and slid was to her with love. But then we got back to it with a holiday stocking. And now we kind of slipping and sliding again with these last two movies. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think, you guys. It's it's really, I feel I find myself in a very difficult position as a black woman in this Hallmark podcasting space too, because not even a lot of the podcasters, um, at least the ones that I like, yeah, not a lot of the podcasters cover the mahogany movies. So it's just it's very interesting. It's just I I I feel I yeah, I just I I feel. How, how do you guys feel? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm floating in the ether right now um, because I am in an interesting space. Uh, So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So those are those are my thoughts about Spring Breakthrough. Um, Again, it was a joy to watch, but it, it really brought up a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And it made me think. And I hope it makes you think, too, as a Hallmark viewer. Like, do you think about ethnicity as you're watching? Like, is this something... When you watch a movie with Black leads in it, do you think, okay, this movie is for Black people? Like, is that your... Is that your kind of like first thought, um, or do you feel like yo like it's it could be for me too? Cause and I I think this is something that Ann and I touched on in our live that we did before the premiere of Unthinkably Good Things. As Black women, we've been watching. White people fall in love all the time. And we could we can definitely find ourselves in the stories at some point. Like for me, I know I found myself in Brie O'Brien in Chesapeake Shores all day and night. I found myself in Brie O'Brien. And if you go back and listen to my recaps of Chesapeake Shores, I wasn't prepared to get as vulnerable and personal as I did talking about my life than recapping that series. Um, so if you're someone who has never watched Chesapeake Shores and you want to, be sure to check out my recaps after you watch it because I I, I do peel back the curtain of my life a little bit there. Um, but I found myself in Brie O'Brien and I think the latter can be true as well. Whereas if a black woman can find herself in a story that is written and played by white women, I think the latter can be true. But I'm so curious what people think when they see mahogany or even see like if we have just a regular Hallmark channel movie with black leads hopefully we'll get one soon <laughs> if we'll get a regular Hallmark or even a Hallmark movie and mystery that isn't mahogany that's black Lad. That. Um but I'm I'm very curious what Um, what you guys, and I'm talking to my, my non-melanated my non-melanated brothers and sisters here. Um, I'm curious as to what you guys think, uh, or think about when you see, like, there's a black movie coming out. I don't want to say black movie, but a movie with black leads or a mahogany movie. Like, do you... Do you think, oh, this is one for, you know, black people and, you know, I'll watch it, but, you know, like, are you of that camp? Um, or do you just kind of see it as a movie? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's do it. I'm, I'm very curious to, to hear what you guys have to say. Um, and I would love it if you'd read me, read me, if you'd leave me a voice message. Or you can leave me an email um, my email, uh, dear hallmark at com. Email me lip and I, I can just read your thoughts out and let me know in your email if you'd like me to read your thoughts out or if you'd like me to keep it between us and I, and I won't read it out loud. Um, but I would like to read out if I do receive some emails or some voice messages, I would like to put those forward. Um, to kind of get a conversation going about about this because I feel like this is still such a taboo topic in our neck of the woods and as a solo Black Hallmark podcaster I want to have this conversation because I want this diversity initiative that they have with Mahogany to accomplish what they want it to. But when they keep moving like this, it confuses me as a viewer as to what the purpose behind the initiative is. So that's just, yeah. Those are my thoughts um, about Spring Breakthrough and mahogany i did not expect to talk this long you guys i promise you i did not expect to talk this long but i i think this is something worth talking about and i'm grateful that i have this platform to just kind of air my thoughts out and you know towards the end i was spitballing there and i was really coming from my mind like coming from my heart and kind of like you know talking about that. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening and staying with me this long and really hearing my heart as it pertains to these hallmark mahogany movies. And uh I am really I would really love to hear your thoughts and maybe we could do an Instagram live about this and we can talk about this because I think we've talked about it before. One of our um, family members, Alexi, I believe she brought this up at one point because I think it was either mahogany or we were talking about ethnicity as it pertains to the characters in my books. So I would love to talk with you guys about this further and really have a dialogue about this. So, yeah. Well, again, my name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. There are some links in the show notes that can get you acclimated to the home of Dear Hallmark here. And again, leave me a voice message or you can email me at dearhallmark@gmail.com, at and let me know your thoughts about Hallmark Mahogany and what your, your takeaways are, not takeaways, but what your thoughts are about Mahogany and how you perceive it as um, a film franchise within our Hallmark universe. So with that being said, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friend.